Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode on the Corner Flag Talk Podcast. It's your boy John. Uh, we know you haven't heard from us in a little while. Uh, with the Queen's passing and an international break, it really hasn't been the most um, active of times to really talk about football. But we're here, we live, and I'm a dog, Patrick. With me. Patrick, what's it good, my guy? Normal, normal. We're not everybody. So what we got to do today, guys, is we're going to talk about the big teams, not just in England, but even in Europe. And we're going to talk about the season has been going. I just, you know, kind of discuss how that has been going. So, you know, we tend to be a very Premier League-centric podcast, so I guess we'll start there. And way better to start that, the team that top of the table, you know, right. uh, <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> uh, Arsenal have six wins from seven. Um, the only loss coming away to Manchester United. Um, the new signings, I think, have all been really successful, uh, especially William Saliba come back from loan. And obviously, being top of the table, there definitely has to be a success thus far. Um, but Pat, obviously, you know, I am very much emotionally involved in it. So, as somebody that's a bit more distant, is there anything that you could see as a flaw or something that Arsenal fans should probably look out for? Or even some things that you've noticed so far that has been really promising? You know, you could just go ahead. Um, I'm, I think, yeah, let me look to me down one time. I think... Um... <laughs> Winner. Dog. You okay? Yeah. Um, I'll close us up on my one laptop. Sorry, guys. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. yeah, so no, I think it has plenty, plenty of promising things, things about Arsenal that, that I could probably talk about. Um, more interesting, though, uh, I was trying to think about some flaws real quick. Uh, I was even thinking about it earlier when he had asked me to think about some, but we wouldn't get there yet. And um, yeah, they, they didn't really have too much that, that I could think about because, I mean, Zinchenko came in and he was looking good and then he got injured and I thought that might affect all the season, but it didn't because Tierney came back, lucky enough. And then um, Tomiyasu has struggled a lot with uh, with fitness and, and I thought that might have might, uh, hurt all the season, but Ben White looking like a pretty good right back right now. And um, yeah, so that was new to the league, and I thought, you know, it's a, it's a kind of wild card, to, especially to be starting him off the bat. But we already know how that went. And then, I also thought that last season, it was really dependent on, on parties, fitness. But not so much this season, because even without him, Ole still look pretty good. I think Granit Jacka doing a real good job right now. Um, I need somebody that I don't like at all, but I think he's doing really good. And then um, Saka, sure, Saka didn't really start the season too well, but it was good enough because um, we call it Martinelli and Jesus seem to have a, a real nice thing going on on the left side. And then when Martinelli step off the gas a little bit, Saka, out of nowhere, just um, start playing much better at, at, at the same time. So I think the timing for Arsenal has been, has been really good. Um, in, in everything right now, um, you all have even had some harder fixtures that I think you all look pretty strong in. I, I'm not sure if I'm going to win the title, to be honest, but definitely some strong <laughs> yeah. yeah, that definitely does. And the thing is, I mean, look, 
my expectation for us, even now, even with the strong start of the season, is the same as it was at the start of the season. It was the same at the end of last season. And it was even the same when we was in the front runner positions, I mean, top four. Is that I wanted us to have a first half of the season that sets a really good foundation that, you know, at least points-wise, we'll be close to Man City and well, what we would have thought to be Liverpool. And if we tail off after that, if after the World Cup we tail off a little bit, then that's fine, you know. But as we saw with, you know, Chelsea last year, they started really strong. They were in the title conversation for months in terms of points at the very least. Mm-hmm. And when they tailed off, they, they set themselves a high enough foundation that when they tailed off, it was okay that they tailed off. And what they tailed off into, they tailed off to the finishing third, you know. And they were inconsistent coming on to the end of the season. You know, they, they doubled with being into the top four race with us and Spurs for a little bit. But because the foundation they lay was so strong, it didn't matter in the end, you know. And that's all I wanted from Arsenal this season was to replicate something similar to that with probably a, a higher brand of football. And I think that is exactly what we have been doing so far, you know. Um, you know, people talk about things like um, Arsenal haven't faced anybody. That is our serious challenge. But I, I think that's a bit hypocritical because on the other hand, we say that there are no easy fixtures in the Premier League. You know, like aside from like three, four games right now, three, four opponents, you know, probably Leicester, um, Bournemouth, um, maybe Southampton, West Ham. Outside of those teams that have been having really poor seasons, nobody else has given you an easy run of games this year. You know, mm. and we've seen it that, you know, Arsenal may have only dropped points in one game, but Spurs and City have dropped points on two occasions already, you know. And yeah. I think that shows a little higher level of consistency, even though those were draws, Arsenal was losses. But I still think that shows a higher level of consistency that Arsenal portrayed this season, not just compared to their past seasons, but compared to their competitors this year to be finishing in four spots, you know. Um, Jesus obviously has been brilliant. I I was talking to some of partners in the group we have, and we were talking about combining 11s of team of the season so far in the Prem. And the truth is, Jesus was not even in that conversation, and that has nothing to do with him. That has more to do with the standard that the other strikers have set this season. But mm-hmm. he has seven goals and assists in seven games. Like, that is all I can ask for. I, I can't ask for much more than that, you know? Yeah. And he's been brilliant. Um, I think Vieira has come in when Odegaard was injured and has an impact. Zinchenko has been good. And I think the good thing with Zinchenko is that he provides a serious level of competition that means that Tierney has to be at his best. I think with Tierney is that I don't think Tierney is injury-prone from the point of view of like, oh, he can't sustain tackles or anything like that. I think he's more injury prone from the point of view of that he does go through way and tear really easy. You know, he can't play consistent games a lot. And if you have somebody else that is of a high quality that you could swap him out for two, three games and you can help him maintain that level of fitness and that level of, of consistency, then that is a really high level position you have there where you have two elite players playing there. You know? And yeah, you know, I don't. When you talk about Saliba coming back from loan, bro, I mean he's been amazing. I, I, I don't think it is hyperbolic to say that this season he's been the best center back in the league. This season, purely on this season's form, I think he has been definitely up there, if not the, the best, probably top two, top three. And to say that from somebody who's never played in the Premier League before, only coming back alone this year was his first year making competitive appearances for us. So it has been brilliant, and it's really hard to point out flaws there. Yeah. Um, but Mark, say something. Like, if if Arsenal went and win the league, right? Are we surprised or not really? 
I would I would be surprised, yes. But I think that what we have done is that I think we've laid a strong enough foundation. Give us the variables playing our favor. We put ourselves in a position that we can win it. Okay. I don't think that we are there yet. And I would love to say that. I would love to say that we are there yet. I think we are still the but in the sense that I think we can get away with our party for the teams that are like ninth to the bottom of the table. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, dog, I think that any team we had played with our party, dog, we was we was going through. I think before our linear Chia Saka was really high. I don't think it's that high again. And I I still think that some players just need a little bit more natural progression in their own careers for me to say that okay, this is a title challenging left winger like in Martinelli or a title yeah. challenge in midfield with Odegaard and stuff like that. And just yeah. some of that is just natural progression these players have to go through, you know. But I, I do think though that in Adam Zinchenko and Jesus and whatever you think about their roles at City, because both of them had periods where they were actually starters for City, um, right. they really do bring a mentality to the club. You know, and we've seen Arsenal come back from setbacks already this season. You know, even though we lost the United game, we equalized after being behind going into half time. Going into half time being one of them. At a point in my Arsenal fan career dog. Dog, that was it, you know. Like being one of them, that was it. We was never gonna come back. But we showed fight there. We came back from one along, I guess, full up to win that game. Um Aston Villa equalized late in the game and we still came back to win that game. And I think that he is just as a check in particular, as well as the mental obstacles the players had to go through over the last year in terms of the disappointment and stuff like that i think that's really toughened up this group a lot and i think that's something that i I can't calculate i can't put on a statistic sheet or something like that but it's something that you just had to watch them and you see i don't think that they seem as thrown off by setbacks as they used to before and i think that is something that resilience is something that hasn't been accounted for so far this season it does not been Plaudits, giving plaudits for it and stuff like that. Yeah. All right. Um, going down the table, because I guess we can just do it like that. Um, next up is Manchester City. You know, Haaland, boss, um, he is ridiculous. Yeah. He's unstoppable. He is crazy. He's, he's yeah, he's, yeah. he's averaging something like, I think, like 12 touches a game. And yet yeah. has, what, 11 goals in league now? I believe it's 11 or 10. Yeah, and it's, it's also the, the consistency with the returns. I mean, in the league, he do something in every game. So there's... Yeah, there's also, yeah. yeah. And it has been fantastic for him. Um, I think KDB form has gone a bit under the radar because yeah. I don't think people are actually hyping it as much as they tend to have any pass of him, that he yeah. actually has the most assists in the league. Um, I think the ha- I think Rodri has been fantastic this season. Yeah. And... They have been good. They have been good. They seem a bit one-dimensional at times, but I kind of understand that with Haaland. Yeah. Um, where my only concern comes in is if he gets in. And I know it's easy for people to say, hey, well, you know, they, they did it all the time. They've been doing it all the time without a striker. Why yeah. is they different this year? Where I would say it is different this year is that they sold a lot of goals over the last year. You know, for us, already started off last season hot and was scoring. He's gone. Jesus is gone. The highest goal scorer at the club at the time in Sterling is gone. And while they may not have been stars over the last season or season or two, they have been putting up numbers for them in their title conquering years. 
You know, last year I remember we were talking at Christmas about you know making a team of the season, and I remember saying at that point, hey, Sterling has an argument to be there because I think uh, Salah was on like 13 or 14 goals at the time, and I think mm. Sterling was on like 11. You know, 11 yeah. goals is not something just smoke cut. He is just yeah. um, a hat trick at one point last year, a couple of goals elsewhere. He started only season really good last year, actually, as a right winger. So I think they did sell a lot of goals, and I really would be interested to see how they adapt to be in Hall unless if that situation ever arises. Do you have any yeah. Um the the point that I just make is not as concerning to me, I should say. Um just because I think it have a lot of quality in the side. Um yeah they, they sold a lot of a lot of good players, but I I think they still have a lot of good players in the team. And then they bought um Avers. So I I think that Avers could deputize for, for a couple of games if Haaland was to get injured or, or Foden could go back and play centre forward if, if Haaland was to get injured again or, or KDB might might step up and start scoring goals again. Um, I think they have multiple avenues that, that they could still score and uh, I think their defence is just so good too that it makes them so difficult to beat as well so that's, that's what goes on on the other end of the pitch. So um, so yeah, I wouldn't really be too uh, worried if, if Haaland got injured. I mean, maybe if he got injured for the rest of the season, then I might start to worry, but it's like a month or something, I think they could survive. So, so there was something that you said was that, like, we, we've seen so far this season where, like, teams have actually gotten out of defence now. You know, we saw that as a developing the moments and got their goal. We saw Crystal mm-hmm. Palace, we've seen Newcastle do it. And I, I do think that their defence is good in terms of I think Pep's system here needs to get a lot of credit. It is that the way that he sets up his side and the system that he plays, it allows for the defense to face minimal chances. But I think, and I know this is easier said than done, what I'm going to say here, but I think it's easier said than done that when teams hold the ball against them, I think that their defense struggles with concentrating and defending in, in patches, you know, okay. in games. And I think that we saw that with Newcastle, and I think we saw that in parts with the Palace in particular. But more so in Newcastle, there was a point in the game where Newcastle had the ball for a period of five minutes. They had 95% of the ball. And that's how, that was in that period, they got their second goal. And I think that is a weakness that City has. I think that um, Ruben Diaz, in particular, struggles with um, having to defend within his box. And I know that, again, what I'm seeing here is not easy to do against City. Because to progress that high up the pitch and make them be that um, sold into their own area, I know it's not that easy to, to do. But we have seen teams gotten at them so far this season, and I don't think that they are as infallible as they were before. Mm, I, I'm not sure if I want to agree with that, because I, I feel like we, we're almost acting like, Lightning to strike in a specific spot here if if we want to see City crumble, right? Because it yeah. now we, we're getting into a lot of a lot of moving parts that had to click all simultaneously. I mean, we're talking like Haaland would have to get injured, um, other players would have to not step up at the same time that Haaland is injured, and then at the same time that all of that happening, um, a team would have to like boss maybe 10 to 15 minutes of, of our game against City. And then we'll still have to score the actual chances that, that they create. I feel like we we asking for a lot at, at that point. And I think that's a testament to, to how good City is, by the way. Correct. That, that you have to ask for so much just to 
to crack their system and actually beat them. And um, yeah. But thing is, like with somebody like City, right? It's always going to be a case of like, yeah, it's a lot of variables that have to come into play, right? But I think mm-hmm. even on the other end, especially Holland is injured. I think they have variables there as well because you know, I'm looking at it here, right? You know, Mares has started this season well, and to me, he. As a big Maris fan, I'm seeing this. Um, he really seems to be not himself right now. You know, mm. Maris last is 11 goals in the league. He still has scored 13 goals in the league. He's no longer there. Um, I was trying to find how much he is who scored. I'm struggling for that right now. Um, give me one second there. I just might not find. Okay. I think it's eight. Could be wrong. But that is goals that he done in the past. Whereas now, it's Grealish asking to step up. He hasn't done that yet. Now, Foden does step up at times, but he hasn't. Could we ever really say that Foden has stepped up for a whole season yet? I can't really say that yet. Although last year, I know he had his most game time. You know? And then with Alvarez, yeah. I, I think Alvarez is a really bright player. I don't know. But I don't think as talent. And would they be able to adapt to a system that would maximize Alvarez or would he be as clinical as would alter in a system to suit him? I don't know. Good. And that's why I say that I think that they are variables on the other end, especially if Haaland is injured, if those things come back into play, if Maris steps back up the form, if Alvarez could take up the mantle, if these other players could start to score more in their own rights and that kind of thing. Fair enough. Yeah, that's okay. But it, yeah. it is and look, to be fair, as much I obviously would want my side to win the league, I still 1000% believe at this moment in time it is in City's hand. I do believe that. And, and because of what we are saying here, and all the variables have to play for City to be thrown off their game and stuff, that's exactly why I still think it's in their hands. The odds yeah. of all those variables playing off at the same time, it is unrealistic. That, that, that is the reality of it, you know? But I yeah. don't think that it is all the way unrealistic to the point of being impossible, but more that teams just have to come really good against them. Because on the yeah. other hand, teams aren't coming that good against Spurs and are getting chances and just not taking So therefore, I could say that the two extremes exist. You know, yeah. China. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to say about City before we actually go to Spurs? Nah, let me try Swiss. All right, well, Spurs then. Harry Kane, monster. Oh my goodness. He's yeah. ridiculous. Stuff. It, has there been yeah. any other season? He hasn't contributed. I think just the first game. I think yeah. it's the first game, right? I, I believe that he's one? I, don't know. I don't know if that's the only. Maybe, I yeah, probably. Believe, I think he won all draw with West Ham. I think he's the one that scored. No, no, no. He. Assisted the own goal. Yeah, it was okay. a goal by Kara. But yeah, it's FPL. You'll take that. But yeah. Okay, so, he's been ridiculously good. Um, They've obviously started this season well in terms of results. But I think a lot of times the results don't match performances. And look, I want to make it clear. When I say that, I don't mean everybody needs to go and play possession-based football or high-press football. There are many styles of play that get results out of the games. But yeah. it's also about the sustainability about it. And my concern with Spurs is that I think that they are, they will always be what they are going forward because Son is an extra demon, Kane is Kane, Kulusev is mm-hmm. a high quality player. And I also have 
with our big enthusiasts for a while. I think actually Richarlison is a good player as well. But on the defensive end of things, they are allowing a lot of chances. A lot, a lot of chances. Are more, and they are more reliant right now on teams not being clinical rather than stopping the chances coming. And I think that is a dangerous game to play, especially as a big side. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're on the top of us, but they probably don't know how to fix, how, how to fix the issue either. Um, yeah, uh, I think Romero been out of the side for a little bit now. So hopefully when he come back, that might help things a little bit. And I heard that Bissouma has been struggling tactically. So I think the faster they get him in, the better. They probably just need to get him up to speed at this point. But that's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's yeah. what I heard um, our comments that, that continued, which I think is kind of weird. But then when you think back on it, and um, somebody actually pointed out to me that, that Bissouma didn't really start the bigger games at Brighton either. That's kind of when you start thinking like, um, yeah, maybe this guy is just is just dumb. Um, and apparently he's a, he's a terrible trainer. That's not something Conte might like. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know what I said. You know what I said? Yeah. Yep. But, um, but yeah, I think the, the, the quicker they can get Bissouma in is, is the better. It will be on the field. Um, so so there's that too. Who would he take his spot? Who would, two spot would he take? Quite big. Yeah, I, th- I think Bentancur is nice and um, it'll yeah, have more balance. Yeah, I, I like Bentancur. Yeah, it, it will have more balance too if you were to take Hoiberg, uh spot. So, yeah, I, I would, uh, yeah, it, it seemed simple to me, but maybe I missed something. Um, I don't know how I would fix the, um, that defensive issue with Spurs. Um, but as I, I, think, I, 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 I think, I think a big problem is but is I don't think it's a systematic problem in it. I think it's purely an individual thing in it. I, yeah. I just think, especially when you look at the wing backs, right? While the wing backs are well, not Emerson, while Paris and, and Sessing Young are quality going forward, I think they yeah. can leave a lot being desired sometimes going back. And when you allow yeah. players to dominate the half spaces, that is where chances tend to come from a lot. And then you yeah. leave the back line exposed with Adaya, who has been decent, but he's not great. With yeah. sometimes it has to be um Davin Sanchez, who's a train yeah. wreck, Long left, who's another train wreck, and yeah. Romero, who can't be rushed at times. And then you allow yourself to, and then there's Zoris, who could be really up and down in his form a lot of times. Yeah. So you really rely on teams not finishing against you. Like West Ham have been probably the worst team in the league this year, if not one of the worst at the very least. Mm-hmm. And they created a bar against them, you know? True. And they were just more reliant on them not finishing. And I think that says a lot. Because when you look at the other teams in the top six right now, you know, Brighton, Arsenal, Manchester City, hey, total credit to Brighton starting the season, by the way. Um, yeah. their, their numbers line up with their results in terms of they deny the opposition chances. They deny um, field tilt. I don't even know what field tilt is, though. I actually only learned this the other day. But it's basically oh, how much of the how much of the total touches in each corner's uh, final third is given to a particular team. So if I have if are hundred touches, touches, sorry, in the final third, and I have fifty six of them, I have fifty six percent of the field tilt. Okay. Spurs average, I think, is thirty eight or forty two, somewhere around there, percent of the field mm. tilt. That means their opponents are. A majority in their own box. And my thing is, that is a very dangerous game to play. Whereas when you compare it to other Conte sides, they would have managed to stop them from getting that far. 
Right. And that is where I think Conte would see a concern. And I, I think he, he would also be frustrated by the fact that he can't actually stop each other from coming in. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think I think you hit the nail on the head there where, where it comes down to quality in that back line. Um, I think they have good players, but not great ones. I personally yeah. I like Romero a lot. But I think the other guys just average. Uh, like Dyer, yeah. Longley, Davinson Sanchez, Davies. Davies an average player. Like for, for all we say that he played good last season, he played good but not great. He, he is average. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They should try to do better on that side. Um over the chance window, but instead they get longly. So whatever. Um yeah. You don't want to say anything nice about Lovely, bro. Um he Nah, I don't want to say anything nice about him now. For what is word out, highlights about Spurs season so far. I think Richarlison has been really good. And for what is word, he picked up somebody goal scorer. Sapphire Son has been out of form. And I, I don't think it's just like about uh, receiving chances thing with Son. I think it has been he actually was out of form. Like he was actually missing chances that normally he would score. But hey, if you need a confidence boost, I'll play Danny Ward though. That is basically it. Yeah. I think um, I would say that if if football was 100% based on what happened and now, Son would have got dropped a while ago. Meaning that it, it would have been better to line up with Richardson, Kane, and Kulusevsky, all from a balance point of view and from a form point of view. Because out of the four of them, Son was looking the worst this season. But... I mean, um, their reputation is a is a huge thing in football as well. So he wasn't dropped, and and I think rightfully so because I think he's a guy that I need um to keep giving chances to. You need him to get into form because he is one of the deadliest players, if not the deadliest one, uh, out of that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, so yeah. But that was just my little two cents on that. Thing. You know, he he. I think he had the worst season also before them so far, regardless of that trick. Yeah, um, I agree with that. And let me just switch with Spurs a little bit, right? Um, yeah. They won their first game. It took it took Marseille getting a red card um, for them to end up winning the game too. Well. And it also was a Marseille side that was missing Alexis Sanchez via um, red card um, from last year. Uh, Pires was out through injury. They was missing some players and then they was further hampered by the red card, right? Uh-huh. And then now they lost to Sporting. Conte as well does not have a good Champions League record as a coach. Would you be concerned for them about coming out of the group? Concerned about um about Spurs or Marseille here? Spurs, Spurs, Spurs. Spurs. Mm, yeah. Not too much. Yeah, not not too much, especially if Son come back into home. And I, I talk about him being a football player play with you privately. And um, yeah. if that hat trick did anything to his confidence, then. Good luck keeping up with that guy over the next month because he could be something different. He has the ability to get Spurs out of that, out of that um, group single-handedly. Now, whether they come first or second is not my business. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. I think it kind of lies on him right now. And then Kane is in fantastic form too. So, yeah, they might be able to outscore their way. To, um, they might be able to score their way out of the, out of the group. Yeah, fair enough. Um, going down a bit in the table. Next up, we have Manchester United. Um, they started the season poorly. Um, yes. 
that was a given. And then credit to Ten Hag, he, he did some big calls and dropping players like Harry Maguire. Um, he does, he's not using Cristiano Ronaldo. And he got them back on form. I believe they have four wins in a row with the last one being against Arsenal. Which, while I still stand by that, I think that we were the better team on the day. I think that he took stock in the fact that he knew that they could not play his philosophy to what they wanted and tried to ride their last single game. And they did that and they took the chance for the count and out full credit to them. And sometimes all you need is a little string of good results to settle it a little bit and then you can go again with your philosophy and try and play a brand of football and stuff like that. Yeah. And while some players have not been integrated yet, like Casimiro and stuff like that, there have been some that came in that have been really good. I think Malasia has been pretty good. I think yeah. some players that he's rejuvenated their United careers, and especially Varane. I think Varane has been pretty good as well. Yeah. Um, Dalo has been really good. And though signing on the though, one of the top five signs that he's someone for me so far, though, I haven't really said that I think about this too much, but no, Christian Eriksen, though, he is a revelation okay. in that side, bro. I think he's yeah. been brilliant. I think his passing is elite, though. I think he shows Bruno levels, though. I think that the fact that they pick up this man for free, and look, I know there's concerns with his health and whatnot, and those things are very justified given what has happened to him. But I think picking up Christian Eriksen on a free dog is, is crazy business, though. And yeah. I, I think that that is what makes me think that, yeah, he could get us a tick going forward, though. Christian Eriksen, though, is what makes me think that Ten Hag could actually get us a tick going forward. Yeah, I think um, as of two weeks ago or something, he had run the longest distance in 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 United or something, so that's yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> but yeah, that that's so weird. Right? Like whatever. You know, you think about Ericsson as a as a runner like that. Um, that probably says something for the other players, but whatever. Um, I thought we know that hard uh, Maybe not. Yeah, um, maybe not. I think <laughs> I don't think United gonna finish top four. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, but expand. Uh, they they finally have some direction. Well, I just don't think that they are the the fourth best team in the league. So by that logic, I don't think they will finish top four. Right. That's that about as as simple as I could be there. And and sometimes I guess it is just that simple, you know. Um, I, I think regardless of the order, part. Regardless of the order, right? Who uh-huh. was it? And I know who your top four was at the start of the season, right? Has those names change like forget the order i know the order probably mm-hmm. changed given who both we predict the golf was right but <laughs> yeah. has the name changed has the name at the top um, you know what yes i think uh, yeah let me hear in no particular order arsenal and city obviously um yeah. Keep Liverpool and I'll bump out Spurs and for Chelsea. Ooh, spicy. Yeah. We love those. We love those. Yeah. I think Chelsea. Um, I'll get into it next time. But yeah, yeah, we'll get into Chelsea. Yeah. Both United. I yeah, so I don't think they're gonna finish top four. Um so I'll just get out of the way. Um but I think they finally have, have something to be excited about. Uh it, yeah. I think the manager is, is good. Um I think the, the players are showing some some ownership right now and 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 certain yeah, big yeah. signings from last season finally coming good now, especially for Anne. 
And I think uh, Casemiro was, was a huge signing, even though he hasn't got integrated yet. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to see a lot of him this season. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. Casemiro versus McTominay, I mean, it, it's only a one winner there. At, at some point, McTominay is going to make a mistake. Casemiro is going to get some game time. And, and that, yeah. that will be it. You know, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think United looking looking nice, but again, it's a project. However, they finally have some idea, so great. Stats wise, Sancho has been doing well this season. Yeah, but what's your thoughts on Sancho overall so far? No, I think I think he's looked good. I think he's definitely somebody that's past the eye test right now, um, and and sometimes that could be very important in football. Um, he also not really playing on his favorite side. I mean, he playing like right now. Uh, I know he's usually have better production off the left, but it is what it is, and and he don't really seem to mind right now. I think he, as we know from the past, is is a creative hub. So the more they can get out of that guy, is is, is the better, and and the more they can get the ball away from Rashford, the better as well, because you, you don't want Rashford creating, and I'm pretty sure Rashford got a final time for the left wing, um, in about a month or so, you know, uh, permanently. I, I'm trying to say. So I think the build up. Deserves to be on the right side, and um, oh, wow. Oh, wow. see now, now that's that's a hard one because at the moment, as good as Anthony is, I feel like he's going on. I'm not saying this is what should happen, eh? But what I seen in front of my face, it it almost looked like if he can fight um Sancho for minutes. Yeah, because because I feel like when if and when Martial come back. Um, I think he's he's a better striker than than Rashford, so I, I I could see them at least trying to put him at centre forward, which would push Rashford back out to the left. And we know Rashford's history in this club; he he don't he's not really a guy that get benched and thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So so then can I just leave Sancho and and um and Anthony to to fight up? Now I don't think that's deserved at all. I would do something different, but. I feel like that's what we're going to see in about a month. And if it don't work, maybe they change it after that. But I just feel like that's what we're going to see. What do you think? I think that there's a chance that he tries, he keeps trying Rashford through the middle. But I think that there's limited success there. Like, I, I agree with you. I think Marcel is better as a pure centre forward. No, I don't think either of them is ideal centre forward option. But I, I think Marcel is the better one. I think he gets a bit more with the ball at his feet and a bit more passing it around and trying to build play and stuff like that. I just don't yeah. think that's really Rashford's. Um, I, um, I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest Anthony fan from the point of view of, I don't think that he suits the game in the Prem at all. I like, don't he could have come Arsenal, I would tell you the same thing. I, mm-hmm. I think that he would have thrived more in a league like La Liga. Like, I think that he suits the play style there. Like, I, I honestly thought I could have seen him in Madrid then, you know, trying to play that brand of football there. Because I, I don't think that he is overly direct as a player. No, he sure. is skillful, and I'm not saying no. But he, if you ever watch how he plays, like he never takes touches into players to beat past players. But he takes his touches to slow down the game a lot. And in the way that the Premier League game is built, it is hard for winners that slow down the game to then now speed it back up and, and really impact games. Because I think a big reason as to why Sancho struggles a lot in the league is that he doesn't have the intensity to actually breeze past players. How we saw Sancho doing well so far, at least on the numbers, is that he picks up the ball in space, either get a goal or pass off to somebody or something like that. But it's not from him being a winger. It's not from him being direct. 
And yes, I am fully aware there's multiple types of wingers, but there's also the types that are successful in certain periods of football in a given league. Mm. You know, and when we look at the wingers that have been overly successful over the last few years, Mane, Salah, Mahrez, even Foden, Zaha. These all of these guys have some similarity one or another, where there's one attribute or the other. I, I don't see those things really Anthony's game. And from the highlights I saw with Real Sociedad and the other team they beat in the Europa League, I, I have not seen much of him to feel overly encouraged of him so far. Mm-hmm. And I that is my perspective so far. But I mean, look, it's good that they actually signed the actual right winger for once. You know, somebody yeah, sure. who actually is yeah, out yeah. and right winger compared to every year they sign in somebody who really wants to play on the left or the yeah. midfielder and push yeah. them on the right. So I guess it is a step in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we will see. Going further down the table, and this nice. is very disappointing given how uh, we predicted the league this year. Yeah. Is Liverpool. Yeah. Um, well, I think they're in trouble. I, I think they're in, they're in some, some trouble here. Uh, it, it just looked like a lot going wrong, you know. Um, the the over reliance on the on the midfield starting to take a toll on people's legs and men mid the midfielders literally dropping like flies right now. Is is injury after injury for for all of them. Um, so do you think that that's the issue? Is it it's, it's one of the issues. Is one is one of them, but I think they have a lot. Um, because yeah. I think Trent is not looking too good right now. Um, on both ends of the pitch. Uh, his attacking output is about as low as I've ever seen it. And then yeah, defensively, yeah. He, he he actually switching off a lot. And, and I used to defend yeah, his yeah, yeah. De- defensive capabilities a lot. Yeah, but, um, yeah. but right now, it looks like he, he, he doesn't even care to defend. And um, mm. and he has a little one-dimensional in the in the attack too. Actually, that that's a lie. He's not one-dimensional, but he's not as creative as, as he used to be, at least. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. There's that. There's the whole Salah problem, which I don't even know if to get into it because it will take a long time to, to break that down. But generally, you could summarize it by he's playing wide. He's not getting any box. They took their best attacker and asked him to touch line. So, whatever. And then Diaz don't look as good as he was last season. I guess maybe the morality yeah, yeah. have just low or something. I don't know. And then Darwin knew that this is ah, the boss. Is he yeah. this one? Like, is it well, the exactly. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's so bad, though. No it's way. so bad, though. They gave him the Pepe tree. They're hyping up yeah. shots on target and training now, it? It's not looking good. Way. It's not looking good. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say. And, and yeah, so, so what do you think? I, I think that this is where I need cup to wake up a little bit. A next evolution of Liverpool side. You know, for what is worth, from when Cup took over to now, we have seen different changes in while well, the philosophy itself don't change, but different changes in any way that he executes the philosophy. And mm. now I need to see another one. You know, you don't have money, and money was like a cornerstone for you ever since he started. And while I don't think necessarily losing money is the whole crux of all the problems, I think when you lose money, you lose something that is intangible, and that is the intensity that he brings. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Mane was a huge part of setting the tempo for Liverpool games in game. You know, and, and he, yeah. he's not there anymore. And he's not and nobody there is doing that. That's never been Salah's game. 
it probably is Luis Diaz game while he's just not in form or whoever else, even Firmino, whatever. Firmino don't have the legs again to do it. The intensity just isn't there with them. And that is a big factor. What I would like to see him do is to change the system a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I was thinking about it. I was thinking probably they could try something more like a 4 2 3 1. Um, because the thing is, the one player that I think has looked good for them whole season, which is also an issue, is Javi Elliott. And my thing with Javi Elliott is that he plays uh, right now, he plays as a right sided midfielder, but he's not going to cover Trent. He's right. not going to enable Trent to do Trent business. He wants yeah. to go forward and create and, and to do his stuff. And all credit to him, like, he shouldn't have the freedom to do it. He's that type of player. He's not Henderson, yeah. with all respect to Henderson. But it is now leaving an issue where you are asking Salah now to be the one out wide and the tracking runs back. And, and you are disabling your main goal, tracking your side. Yeah. What I would do, or what I would suggest that he tries, is go to a more 4 to 3 1, play Fabinho as the right side of midfielder in the two in the midfield, and let him cover more trends. Thiago just set up a bit deeper while he dictates play as he always does. Let Javier mm. play a little bit more centrally. I also take with this, you might get a little bit more to Darwin Nunes, but I still wouldn't start. Yeah, I would start Jota as the game start, but I think Jota deserves yeah. that. I think Jota. Track record is proven. You try that. And I think what is good with Jota is that Jota has good interplay. In terms of, you know, him, Diaz, well, potentially him, Diaz, and Salah, they could, you know, intersort positions and cause havoc with their movement and stuff like that and help yeah. each other get a little bit more goals out of the front line. And I think with this, you provide a better platform for the team to just start again results and they catch them back form and stuff like that. And what I would hope for with a system like this too is that you ask Salah to start to be a little bit more higher and rooted rather than how out wide he is. Now, don't get me wrong. I think Salah is actually playing well given the role that he's given. Yeah, But yeah. he should not be given that role. He no, should no, not. No, You're no, taking no, away from no, no. It is. It is. Because, I mean, statistically, right, Salah is up there with the creators in the league. The problem is nobody else finishes. He's supposed to be the one finishing. But he can't cross the ball into the box and then go and get himself. Right. That just can't happen. Interestingly enough, though, I, I think I, I agree with your system. But I might just mm-hmm. go ahead and tell Salah tell me, tell and the striker. Okay, okay. Why not? Okay. You know, I, I right. think I think Salah have have nice touches and all around the box. So from, from what I see, when, when he finds himself inside the box, around the box, his spatial awareness is nice. Like and, and his, um, uh, oh my God. His player awareness is is nice. Like he understands space and he understands who's around him as well. Now, like I find he's fine, man. Good in in tight spaces. And I think he's very good with the ball in tight spaces too. I would go ahead and play him at the striker with Jota right behind him, and it'll almost be like a four four. Uh, probably okay. left out wide. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, I don't really want him getting chances to score anyway. He's not really a good okay. finisher. Yeah, yeah. I think he has only left too. Um. And just see what happened. I'm not saying it's guaranteed success, but shit, though. Just but, but you have to try something. Dog, no, yeah. again, for what is worth, dog, I read Klopp, I read Pep. Obviously, I read all these men, right? But, dog, Pep does fair. get fight, dog, for the world of things, dog. And some of it rightly so, right? But at different periods at City, we have seen Pep evolve his tactics to suit, dog, whatever going on in the dog. Yeah. When it was, dog, he threw Fernandinho in the center back, dog. 
or was like Katie Bill was all injured and all of a sudden Bernardo Silva takes up this big burden upon himself now. Or that no longer in these strikers in the squad, he don't see them as fit. So he tried somebody in false time. And dog, whether you think it was good or it worked however, dog, the league titles show that it has worked. It showed yeah, that plus- it showed some form of adaptation across the years. So. So club dog, hey, this is your time. This is your moment, then dog. You had to show your adaptation. Yeah, I agree. I I think we need to see some different right now. And uh, yeah, it, it, it kind of comes down to that, especially since if you do the same or similar to the same thing for like three, four years, you, you're gonna get figured out. At least with Pepe's yeah, Pepe is almost it's almost the same system every year, you know. But he make tweaks, you know. And and I don't think club does really do that. So. Yeah, something something might have to change. Totally agree. Um, yeah. yeah, that was good though. That was real good. And you know, as we go further along the table, you know, we we get a little bit more problematic in terms of you know the teams because obviously the big sides we expect them to be top six, but uh-huh. they obviously are there, right? So we obviously when we talk about these sides, we're talking about the problems that they have. In. Um, yeah. one issue before we move on from Liverpool has somewhat been Virgil Van Dijk's form. Now you are a big endorser, him. I am as well. But the aura just don't seem to be working right now, dog. Uh, will you no, ask I'm... more from him, or this is just part of part of the game with him, or what do you think? I think being asked to defend a lot more, first of all, <laughs> like actually yeah. defend the situations that are not favorable, you know? Because I think throughout the last three or four years of his brilliance most of the times where he was defending these situations were not really in his favor because, I mean, you're defending, but it's about as, as in your favor as you get, right? And also those chances will come few and far in between because Liverpool was just that dominant. But now Liverpool are not serious pressure. Think about that, um, that, that, that game against Napoli, right? Liverpool are on the back foot a lot, right? Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah, that Liverpool yeah. is too accustomed to that. And also... I mean, it, it, it also gets into, like, my other theory, which is that I'll, I'll make it football-specific. If, if you run at a... If a winger runs at a right-back three times, he might get shut down three times, right? And then there will be nothing for anybody to talk about. But what if you run at him 20 times? You don't think once or yeah, twice he might be... Yeah. Yeah. And you might actually embarrass him, right? And then you'll keep that embarrassment and put it on to that. Yeah, I make a nice little TikTok and part out. Yeah, totally agree though. No, yeah. So, so dog, I, that's I think... so unrelated, dog. But I got a sweat last week, not last week before. Oh my god! I like to tell you, dog. We lost by a decent amount, right, dog? But Patrick, as a tell them, man, dog. And you mm-hmm. know, I, I played last, right, dog? I blocked twenty something shots, dog. Mm-hmm. Dog, at some point, dog. Uh, it has some, I can't stop it. No, yeah, of course. If you keep shooting, they will score. That's, that's the mentality of any attacker. So, I yeah, that's it. Was, it was Varun too now, but you know, you know, you man, little, oh, little yeah, boy yeah. when it comes to score. <laughs> you know? So, it's a yeah, score. Yeah, the score is going good, though. You really enjoy it. Do they come back? All right, good, because I'll be back soon. But, yeah, though, uh, Virgil. Finish on your Virgil when we go on the table. No, that, that's, that's, that's basically it. I mean, Look, I think he's making some mistakes too, but I don't think he was ever going to perform at that superhuman level that, that we got accustomed to about three years ago where, what, he didn't get dribble or anything? I mean, to, to yeah, hold somebody yeah, to yeah. that standard is really ridiculous, right? They obviously got dressed back a little bit, but I, I wouldn't really say he's he looking bad 
Yeah, maybe he switched off once or twice over the last couple of games. I, I think I saw that for myself. Yeah, you're not looking as good as he could be. He could definitely be sharper. He could, he could definitely maybe communicate a little bit more in the back there too. But at the same time, maybe I'll I mean, next time you have like what? It's like he not he not human to this now, boy. That at the end of the day, he getting older. He came back from an ACL injury, and he yeah. see, it's just see that that Liverpool play with. They're doing it with a side that is getting older. Fabinho is older. Matip is older. Virgil is yeah. older. Robo is older. Salah is older. All these men are starters, by the way. Thiago is older. Dog, all these men are older now. And they are yeah. they are edging. If not, they are all in their 30s, I believe. If not, at least 29 or something. So, yeah. it, it's not like to say, like, oh, it's just a form thing or something like that. Dog, at some point, the body just don't go where the mind wants to go. Exactly. Yeah. Nah, yeah, I, I completely agree. And then we could even use that to compare to compare Klopp and Pep. Because look at Pep's team. Like, there are a lot of young players in that team. You know, I feel like there always have been a lot of young players in, in Pep's team. And we just say Pep will give huge chances. But look at the age difference in between who starts for City and who starts for Liverpool. And then you could go even a step further. Look at the age difference between the important players for City and the important ones for Liverpool. You know what I mean? And what's the other side that have made this summer though? I think all was young. I mean, Otega yeah. is young. Haaland is young. And um, the left back, Gomez is young. Phillips is young. Alvarez is young. Yeah. You know, like, he focused a lot on renewing the squad, but renewed it with proven quality. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. obviously, obviously, Phillips not going to be Rodri, right? Dog? But oh God, and I know Rodri, I know Phillips out right now with a little city, right? But just hypothetically yeah. speaking, now, if, if Phillips had to come in for Rodri now, we don't really expect him to miss a beat because we know really? what Phillips has proven already, you know? Exactly. Yes, so, I can't see too. Yeah. I even forget about he. Oh, yeah, yeah, he young too. So. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you can leave it there. And uh, we're going to Chelsea now, who has probably had the most interesting season so far, to be fair. Because, yeah. like, I mean, with all the things that has unfolded with them ever since, start, I mean, it's been an interesting year for Chelsea. The whole year has been interesting for Chelsea. And yeah. to just sum it up real quick is that you know they have a new manager in charge now. He's only had one game in the UCL, which he drew one all. Um, yeah. Their old manager, apparently the new owner, didn't even want to keep him to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. The rumors are that ever since he lost four 0 to Arsenal in preseason, that he wanted to sack him then and there. But it was seen as too much change at the time, so he's willing to give him the season. And they started the season relatively brightly. They should have won against Spurs. They won against Everton on the opening day. Um, but results really have not been forthcoming. Um, the biggest issue has been goals. And then on top of the fact that they don't have the goals in the side, they just aren't keeping out goals at the back either. Uh, the players yeah. that they have so-called replaced, like for like, they were the most busy in the world. I think they have brought in the most players of the big six teams. It, it, yep. it don't seem to be like for like in terms of quality. You know, I don't think Fofana has been bad, but it hasn't been great. Um, Koulibaly already got a red card. To be cool about yeah. to be Rudiger's replacement. Can't uh, fitness has let him down. Mount yeah. form has let him down. Harvard form has let him down. Um, I think still actually has been pretty good. I'm all credit to him. Uh, Kukrela has been good as well. But yeah. they haven't made, and Mendy's form has let him down. And that culminated in him losing his job and has been replaced by Graham Potter, who I believe has been a really, is a really good appointment and would take some time. 
And what I believe has happened based on like some of the wording that has come out is that Todd Bowley has seen what's going on at Arsenal and what United are doing, and he wants to get in on that. You know, he wants to start a project that is the Todd Bowley project. And he wants to get a coach in who was young, who was seen as the future of football, and let him start his own project. And when we look at the signings they made, with the exception of Koulibaly and Oba, who was really a touch of signing, especially more Oba, all the signings have been relatively young. You know, um, even the ones that we haven't spoken about, they signed um, this midfielder from Aston Villa, they signed this young goalkeeper for Fanders Young, for Carrillo's Young. They've extended mm-hmm. contracts for Mountain James. But more on the football side of things. Say that again? They took back Gallagher. Yeah, he's been um, interesting. Yeah. And he yeah, already, yeah. already too. Eh? Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. So, right. yeah, no, yeah. what was the season? Was the future? Where they going? I mean, you know, say you're going for the minute or four to finish, so you had to believe that you're going to come good. Well, yeah. So, actually, we had Chelsea down as, well, a Chelsea related point down as um one of our contentious things. So it might be better off. I mean, if you want to bust it now, or I can say you can bust it. You can you can bust it slide. You give them a little preview. Mmm, I don't like that, you know. I don't. I'll hold on. I'll just go based off what you said, right? Um, I think I agree with you in in terms of what you're saying. Um, it it kind of up in the air right now, especially with a new manager coming in, and the the manager has has a good a good reputation. So uh, that's why I would say it, it kind of up in the air of, of where Chelsea goes. I think the next month is going to be very important, but I'll expand on it a little bit later. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a case of they started the season pretty poorly and just didn't look too exciting. But now something has happened. Uh, a new manager is in who is an exciting guy. So, and also... I will. I'll also say. I think he have the tools to do something good. So um. So yeah. That's, I, I'll try to stay about as reserved as possible, and we we will get into this one a lot more later on. I have plenty to say. What do you think oh, about Potter's yeah. appointment? Is that a good one? I think it. I think it was the best appointment they could have possibly make. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Based on the first game we saw from Potter, was your thoughts on the system that he played and who um, he used where and that kind of thing? I was I was surprised because I thought he would go for for a four three three, um or a four two three one, which is pretty similar to a four three three. But um he went to three at the back, which is we know one of his systems. I mean we we seen him play two systems over the last year or so, which was uh, a three four three slash three five two and uh, um and uh, what you call it um uh, a four three three. So yeah that. I, I thought he would have gone for the back. I thought it made more sense, but um, he went for three. And I guess we just got to kind of wait to see if whether he just felt like doing that because maybe he thought the transition would have been easier since the players were already accustomed to that system. Maybe he felt for the first game and for, for an important game on Mirror's Champions League, right? That, that he needed to go with, with that. And perhaps mm-hmm. we see when he comes mm-hmm. back. I mean, we can't see in about a week. Perhaps he goes back to the, to yeah. the four the back yeah. system that he's been using whole season. Or maybe he gives it that three back. I mean, we're we going to have to see, but again, a, a lot up in the air. You wouldn't agree? Or what, what, what do you think, actually? No, I, I agree, too. Um, I, I would say that I think the system worked well. I think that they created a lot of chances on the day. 
And I just would tweak the personal a little bit more. Um, I would like to see... Um, I would like to see Sterling in the role that he actually used Harvard in because I think Harvard's got a lot of chances and I would rather Sterling be the one getting chances. I would still play Chilwell in that left wing back role if there is one to persist, if the system is what he got to persist in because I think Chilwell actually is a really good finisher. And while, you know, obviously nominally, you know, defenders get any chances, I think Chilwell is actually taking chances pretty well. And I would like him to try Broha at some point. I think Broha is a striker that he would like, um, give one the kind of strikers we've seen him use. You know, more pay well back. I think like he's more closer to that mold than somebody like Aubameyang. And lastly, there's rumors that Chaloba wants to leave. I, okay. This might be kind of hot takeish, but I would try Chaloba in the sixth role. You know, okay. I, yeah. I I think that he's the best future prospect they have right now you know, mm-hmm. in the club. And uh, he has played six for his whole career except last season, and. I don't see why not. I don't see why not try it, you know. I think yeah. Jorginho did well on the day, given what you asked him to do. That is Jorginho's role, though. Now, now you ask Jorginho to sit the dictate play, show in pocket. Yeah, no, that is a yeah. guy, though. But if yeah. you want a little bit more defensive stability, and you can ask your higher up player to dictate the play for somebody like Kovacic, or probably put Jorginho a little higher up, something like that, then, yeah. yeah. The challenge is in front of him. is obviously results and stuff like that. But it is a personal one. He needs to restart Mason Mount's career. And let me be clear about something. I'm a big Mason Mount fan. So, so what I'm going to say is going to come from a place of somebody that actually likes the player. Okay. His career stagnated. I don't care about the goals that I he had last year, right? When you yeah. watch him play, everybody said since Lampard days that, you know, Mason Mount future is as an eight, as an attacking eight or stuff like that. He spent the last two years, roughly, somewhere along there, playing as a right forward, left forward. Transition from that to an eight is a massive transition in terms of what you are asking the player to do. Yeah. And he's had an inconsistent run at doing that eight rule in his formative years. If you are going to do that with him now, it has to be now and it has to be soon. You have to get him into that role and get him back to his best. You know, I think he's his best when he has the ball at driving at defenses. He needs to learn things like how to pass through leads and how to be a little bit more excited with his passes. Whereas, as a right forward, he had less to do with that. You know? Mm-hmm. And I would like to see him be able to get more to him, see if there's a future in Harvard at his club, get more to Sterling because he's your best bet at goals in this team. And yeah. see him with Broha. Because, look, as an Arsenal fan, I have real love for Oba, despite how things ended. And I will always say that. And as a Barca fan, I know you are grateful for what he's did over the last six months with you, all right? Yeah. So Oba is not the long term. And, and forget just the long term. Even just this season, I think depending on Oba, it, I think it's a big wild card. Because I think that he can be very, very off-right with his finishes. And when he's off-right with his finishes, he offers nothing in a game. And that's yeah. a scary thing with your striker. Yeah. So, yeah, that is that. We can move out the league now. And we sure. can talk about Barca, bro. Um, All right. How's it been? What's life like in Spain? Well, honestly, I I about as, as pleased as I could possibly be. I, I think the, the team is playing some, not just nice football, but nice to watch too. Like I really look forward to watching our games again, which is 
It's nice, you know. It's, it's, it's nice. It the footballers look good. We have some. I have watched some. It's nice. Yes, I thought some really exciting players in the club right now too. I mean, Lewandowski is a machine, and he's probably one of the least exciting ones out there. I mean, Dembele is so nice to watch. Pedri too is just silky. You know, even the young does look nice. Busquets, the, he will always look good to me. You know, um, we have we have a lot of other fun players to watch right now. You know. And, so 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 it's good I for me. Yeah. Cause because Madrid win all the games and we draw our first yeah, game. Yeah. And then we win the US. Oh, that's fine. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I, I think I think we I honestly think Barca beats them in the classico. So I am not really worried. Mm, spicy. Yeah. Uh, believe it's October sixteenth is the classical. I believe so. to that. Um yeah. Barca, Champions League, Bayern. Thoughts on the game um, you know, absolute dog shit. I mean, <laughs> they don't get such a... Oh, my God. Listen, right? Bayern played good for us about five minutes. And they scored two goals. I don't even know how they scored them goals. I don't know how Barca didn't score a goal. I think Lewandowski was... Way well. I don't know. I don't know if he didn't want to score against him or what it was. But um, it's like everything went right. If you before the game, I would have said that, look, I hope we make a lot of chances and I hope they fall for the right guy, which is the guy that we that we buy to score all the goals, right? And you know what? Mm-hmm. The, the greatest chances on the night fell to him. And then maybe, uh, yeah, I mean, Pe- Petri's chances was pretty good too. But but he probably can't save. He keep on making save and then it had to the one to be close. Like I can't be too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. No, but but thinking like quality of chances now, because because the one here yeah, the post yeah. was not like all the boxes or something. However, I, I think he was diving or something. I can't remember. Oh no 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 no. Yeah, I remember. It was like a one-two between I think him and and um and Lewandowski, and he chipped the keeper and he the post. That's very very unlucky. Um, mm-hmm. there's that. I think Rafinha almost scored on two occasions on outside the box. Um, he just get the wrong side of the post, but Noya was not saving those. And then great chances fell, fell to Lewandowski. I mean, look, I think we played a much better game. I think we had Bayern on the ropes. I've always said that Bayern cannot defend against pace, and guess what? Barcelona has right. So, yeah, I think, I think the game went. I can't complain. I, I didn't even feel vexed after the game. I just felt like, yeah, it's, that's that's unlucky and I football. And yeah, they have something like things. But um, hopefully we'll be them on the on the return because how you could get down lucky twice. And um, I mean, yeah, you just had to move forward. I, I still think we should be able to um to win this group. So just had to move forward. Arajo for a long time. Yeah. Um. Actually, I know I had sent that thing in the chat. I know I'm not sure because. I got, I read the report on, on his injury and then I went and researched the injury and that is an injury. I'm not going to get too much into it, right? But that's an injury that requires surgery and yeah, it's usually about six months to take to heal from that one, right? And then I went and check an app and the app said he, he should be back in two weeks. So unless he's a robot, I I don't know what to tell you. It's hard to say. But um, if you really out for Would six months... If you out for six months, I will be, yeah. Because... Okay. Look, that changes so much for the team. Like that means Kunde yeah, have to play yeah, centre back, right? I think Kunde was was the best right back at the club right now. 
Yeah, 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 Different quality, but um, but anyway, yeah, no, I think Kunde was, was the best right back at the club right now, and I know he can hard play center back as well, that's his natural position, so as he should. Um, but there, there are things that Arau has in his game that a lot of these other center backs don't have. I would say most of, of our center backs are pretty passive, and then Arau is someone that that, that will make you free to dribble him again, you know, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, I think. I think for what it does to the system, I'll be worried, and and also just just because of his natural qualities, I'll, I'll also be worried that that we just lost maybe our best defender. I mean, it's hard to say. It's, it's hard, for me, it's hard to say between him and Kunde who actually better. But I think it's pretty close, and I liked having both yeah, of them yeah. on the field at the same time. It was a very secure feeling. So if you really yeah, all for six yeah. months, it's gonna be difficult. Very difficult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can see Frank. He's staying fast this year. Well, yes, but whether I agree with it or not is up for debate. But yeah, I could see him. I mean, Chavi a week ago said that um, he explicitly said that Frankie will be the next Busquets because you know Busquets said that he will retire after the season, move to the MLS. What a career, man! What a career, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and and Chavi already said that that Frankie will take up that role. So. I guess he wouldn't be leaving next year. Um, now, I don't really agree with, with that, um, just because of the type of player that, that Frankie is. I think he's very he's very much a system player. And I don't think his quality suits Barca's system. But yeah, I don't think he's a six. And Barca uses a six. I don't think he's one. I don't think he's an eight either. I think he's, he must be a seven somewhere, not six. <laughs> All right, um, we're gonna talk about Real Madrid, and then after that, the other big clubs across Europe, we're gonna just kind of speed through those, right? Sure. Um, actually, well, we'll talk about Real Madrid, and then we'll talk about PSG, and then we'll speed through the other clubs. Uh, uh, so, Real Madrid, they'll, yeah, they'll top of their group, top of their league, and uh, this is all with Benzema being out injured for a little while now. And yeah. now it has been obvious that some players have stepped up when he played. Hazard has had its moment. Um, yeah. Rodrigo yeah. has had its moment. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, what's this other guy name? Even Asensio scored. But the main guy, and the main, main guy, dog, has been Vinicius Jr. And he has been a constant thorn in team side. And he, yeah. I, I really appreciate how. He's maintained that level from last year. You know, I, I've heard people say that they were concerned about if last year was just last year and if he would maintain it across the, this season. Dog, he has been brilliant. Dog. He's been brilliant. He has been a menace. Dog. He's been a menace to the point that teams have resulted to, to racially mocking him. And yeah. just because he's celebrating goals, bro. And, and that's, that's crazy to me. And look, yeah. I mean, we, we've gone over those stuff like a million times before. We don't need to get into it again. But I, I think that... It shows something that Benzema is the clear Ballon d'Or favorite, and that is totally yeah. justified. But if he, and we know his contributions last year, if he can be out and you don't feel the impact of it, yeah, I think that says something about the other players that have been supporting him this whole time, especially Vinicius Junior. For sure, yeah. Um, I think Madrid is a scary team to come up against right now. Uh, there are a lot of talented players, uh, sure many. 
is um I don't know if hey, I'm Hey, I'll go and say to two dog. Dog, to two is it boss. Pass him around, nothing in the dog. Dog, I recapture his career, whatever, dog. But dog, to two on the ball, dog. To throw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's totally different player to what Casimir was. Is. Valverde, too, by the way. Valverde has yeah. been electric this season. Hey, guys. And we're back. Um, so we're going to wrap it up. We're going to talk about a few clubs relatively quickly. Probably talk a little bit more with PSG. They are top of the league, top of the group. Kind of what you expect, but the football has been sensational at times. Um, look, I'm a basketball here with me. And yeah, we'll talk about Messi, right? But I think the most fantastic part of this this PSG side has been Neymar. You know, he literally said before the season started, all these shots are going in, guys. And dog, so said, so done, dog. He has been in phenomenal form for this year, dog. He has been integral in what they have done, and so has been Messi. Uh, no player has more assists than Messi since the start of the 2022 calendar year. And I don't think that's my mistake. The irony is, is that like right now the person that seems that heavy the vibes is actually Mbappe, and as a Bay Mbappe enthusiast, but what's your thoughts? Yeah, um, I don't know if maybe I just see any good in it because I'm a Mbappe fan, but um, so, sometimes arrogance is good, eh? Don't don't get me wrong. Um, but I, I would be too fan out. Um. You know, it it's it it's, it's exactly what you said. You saw when you had that's I couldn't I could not articulate it better than that. Now I tried to, and it didn't work out. So yeah, that's that's exactly what happened right now. It looked like he saw in it. At the same time though, he's still scoring for fun. So it helped that. You know, um he I don't know if you saw his last goal in Champions League. I forget who yeah, he played, yeah. but uh he kind of looked like all new day, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, he's a highly talented player. It would really be a shame if his attitude got in the way. But again, in football, at least, arrogance is usually a good thing. So hard to tell what what can happen. I, I think he does need to dress back a little bit, though. Um, I, I was going to say that he have a nice opportunity to learn from more experienced players, but. At the same time, I mean, it's, in a sense, it's almost like if one would want to say, well, what more does he have to learn? Because he's almost won it all, right? At such a tender age. But, um, but nah, he, he definitely had to take it on a little bit. And I do think that he could learn from, from those other two around him. So, um, so yeah, I guess that's, that's the verdict around him. Now, when I see it changing, it's hard to tell because... He is a very self-confident guy, and he is still scoring a lot of goals. So, in his mind, maybe there's nothing to really change, right? Mm-hmm. I, don't I think I think with Mbappe, but the thing is, right, is like I don't think that he has anything left to learn from a football point of view. The thing with Mbappe, though, is that like I I think that it's not that he has anything to learn again from like a footballing point of view. I think it's more of just learning that sometimes the best players had to play a role though. Like to me, he has the greatest midfielder of all time though. And he still had roles to play in football, in that Barca side, in the Spain side. And as we saw with those two individual teams, he got his moments to shine. And I just think when the system is shining, when the team is shining, each person will get in moments. And I think that's a little bit of what Mbappe has to learn because for what he's worth and for all he's accomplished so far in his career, 
The reason he stayed in France is because he wants to return European glory to France, to Paris, right? And in order to do that, bro, you can't do it by yourself. Like, no team has ever done anything with just one attacker doing everything, you know? And in this case, you have one of the greatest players of all time, one of the greatest players to come out of Brazil in your team. Bro, it, it, there's nothing to lose by it. There, there is actually a start that he hasn't made an assist to either Neymar or Messi yet. Yeah, I saw that. But yet, they are supplying him. Yeah. And they are supplying each other. So he's the only one missing out right now. And I think just a dial back a little bit of selfishness could stem them being able to really win at all. Because I think they can. I think I have been really impressed with the system that Galtier has put out. I think it has allowed the front three to be themselves, to be creative, to be able to be what they are all really good at, you know, in terms of going forward. And I think it also made really good stability. I think Vitinha and Verratti has made a really good pair in midfield. Sergio Ramos has been back and has yeah. been looking more like himself. It has allowed Hakimi, I don't know, Mendes, freedom along the touchlines as wingbacks. And it has gotten a really good system of the team. And I think that there is a real opportunity for them this season to win the UCL. But to do that, it can't be that in the clutch moments you want to force a shot when there is a cutback on for Neymar or Messi or something like that, you know? Completely agreed. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's really that for them. Um, we'll really just run through the other teams really quickly. Bayern have not been good for the start of the season in the nope. Bundesliga at the very least. Um, where do you take the problem stems from? All over. Um, I'll get into this. Yeah, there's a, let, let me know what you are saying because I'll get into this one in part two. I think that Nagelsmann needs to. Alter the system a little bit. I think that's part of it. I, I don't like Mane as a centre forward. I think that the stint that he had as a centre forward at um, Liverpool. Liverpool was a little bit more different. I think it was a little bit more free. I think it a lot, a lot more interchange in the front line. And I think yeah. it, it less required him to be an actual nine because of how the system was. You know, it was more about them pressing and being effervescent. And they went back the ball and everybody just making movements in, in order to create. Whereas the ninth in Bayern and has been for the longest while, whether it was Lewa, whether it was Manzukic, whether it was Mario Gomez, it was more of a focal point. And he's yeah. just not that kind of player. What I would do if I was Julian Nagelsmann, I would do a system somewhat similar to what Germany won the World Cup with in terms of playing Muller as a false nine, center forward type role. I think that would get more of the team. You allow um was this guy you allow money to go out wide again and you allow more midfielders to actually be midfielders. I think there's great takes to be gotten out of by putting Musiala back into midfield. I think there's more to be gotten out of into integrating grab and butch into the starting level. Mm-hmm. And I think they would gain a lot more from a system like that than trying to force money through the middle and just trying to keep the system going from the last couple of years or from just even last year when Lewazi nine and left okay well money was the star replacement for Lewagoy, so we just got sick money where Lewa was. I don't think that's going to work out. For somebody as highly rated as Nagelsmann, I expect better from him than to try something like that. Yeah. I agree with everything you just said. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, Nagelsmann is the problem. That's, that's what you think? I think that's part of the issue, though. I think like he, he overthinking it. I, I think like it's so... I think that the solution... Not that it's simple, but... I think it's somewhat obvious as something to try. You know, it's a role that Muller has proven himself in. His roles that are more familiar to the other players in the team. And you can get more out of it. I think that's something that has played Nagelsmann throughout his managerial career. is always trying to 
create the next big thing in tactical evolution. And I think mm-hmm. that has made him skip steps in his career achievements as a manager. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, wow, that was real fast. Um, yeah. Juventus, terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They lost yeah. their both UCL games. Yeah. They are not good in the league. Allegri has been terrible. They've actually been rumors that they're going to try and get Conte back, and that's something I can see happening. Um, what's you can't fix this on makes sense, dog. I see at one point, I think I saw that they play a 4 3 3 with Quadrado playing one wing, and what's that next one? Of course, this playing the next wing. What is my is? Do you think that is in us? No, what? I don't know why. Yeah. And the thing is, yeah. when I watch this squad, the squad look more similar to something that Conte actually would want to work with rather than Allegri. Like, you have Costa and Quadrado as wing back. You have Kies of Lovic and Di Maria as a front three. Like, yeah. that seems more Conte. And maybe they was building this for Conte to come back rather than really what Allegri is doing here. Maybe. But Allegri, it, it seems like he has no answers. Like, when you actually look like at pass maps or what they do, the team completely avoids the midfield. And you can't just do that. Like, no, for all the jokes that we used to make about Liverpool, they made a few play that role in, in the way that they progress balls, at least through certain areas. Whereas yeah. this Juventus side, they just completely avoid using the midfield at all. And I, I think that's just yeah. them a lot. Yep. Let me answer some more. How would you fix it? How would I fix them? Yeah. If you can. I'd buy my time until January. They need some. They need some defenders in the club. So I would try to... First of all, I, I think the way going forward is 3-4-3, right? Like that team screams 3-4-3 to me. Uh, yeah, maybe not yeah. 3-5-2 actually, but whatever. Three at the back, right? Um, but with the current defenders, the current centre-backs that they have right now, it's not looking too good. Like I would say buy three new centre-backs in January and try your best. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Center backs aside, I think they have a good team for 3 4 3. I mean, you, you're gonna get the best out of Cordiano and Costage, and these are guys that have thrived in that system. And then, mm-hmm. a front three of, as you said, Blavis, Di Maria, and um, Kiesa does not sound bad at all. And then McKenny actually been looking kind of good too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it honestly, my look, but I can't fix it right now. Like, you need to bring talent into the team. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, anybody in particular talk about the game? AC Milan have been doing really good. Um, they are yes. top of the league right now. They lost the game to Napoli, who has also been really good. Yeah. Um, but they're top of the UCL group, which is what they would have asked for. And going into Chelsea, you know, they seem like the favourites against Chelsea to win at least one of the ties and put themselves in a really strong position to come out the group. Rafael yeah. Leao is a big star point in that as well. Yeah, boy. Um, yeah. Charles De That guy, yeah. There. Yeah, as well as players like Teo Hernandez, Tomori, mm-hmm. Lulu, Tonali, like the team feels very much like on, like it feels young, even though they accomplished the league last year, but it feels like there's a really nice core building within the team. Yeah, yeah, Ivan Brahim, he's getting yeah. into, and I like him as a player, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's looking very positive from, from AC Milan. I think it's looking very positive from Napoli too, just a segue real quick. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That new guy with a very long name. Kavara. Huh? Yes, that guy. Yeah. Bola. Yeah, no. <laughs> Electric. Electric. Bola. Yeah. I like the watching him 
Um, I, I like what Napoli do too in the sense that like though they lost a lot of players this summer though they lost George, uh, not Georgina, they lost Kula Bali or Spina left Mertens and Signe Fab, mm. Fabian Ruiz a lot of and players and, and it feels like who's that way? Um, um, the striker um... oh, oh Simen yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, like I feel like he always injured one. I really like him, you know, but I mean, like he always yeah. injured. Like he forever went that face mask. But that's yeah, a whole other thing. But yet they brought in, they brought in um, Diego Simeon, his son. Um, they brought in Cavara, mm-hmm. and, and it feels like they're not even missing a beat dog. You know, Zielinski has really yeah. stepped up. Bro, yeah. I wanna hide the sense about this sign dog, Kim from Fenerbahce dog. Mm-hmm. Dog, he has been fantastic dog. This is sound like real ridiculous to say so early dog. But I feel like they actually upgraded on Koulibaly in some ways. Though. Like, he okay. feels very modern, though. He feels very progressive, though. And he has been a rock, bro. A rock for them at the mm. back, though. I have been so impressed with what I've seen from him so far this season. Lovely. All right. All right. Nice, yeah. I, I don't really know um, what you mean, so. Oh, I think every time anybody else wants to talk about that. I don't really think so, no. No. All right, cool. Well, we can oh, do that. Um, we're gonna leave it there. We, you're gonna hear from us again this week. We're gonna have something coming up for you guys. So I hope you guys listen to this point so you can hear the rest of it. Um, later this week, we'll be having top 10 signings of the summer, as well as myself and Daniel will be doing undefensible takes. So, something oh. really extreme yes. that you have to try and convince the other person on. So, look out for that as well. I'm not sure if that's gonna be a YouTube video or a podcast yet. But it's going to come with us soon. So look out for that. A lot of content. Love you guys as always. Catch you guys next time. See you soon. Take it easy. Later.